0: Welcome to Mint, the podcast dedicated to making spiritual things practical. My name is Aminta Geisler, and I'm excited to spend the next few minutes with you, talking about God's Word and applying it to real-life situations. The goal of this podcast is to inspire you and equip you to run the race of faith well, one practical step at a time. Because just like a weight is useless, if a person doesn't pick it up and do the workout— So faith will be useless if a person doesn't do the work of putting their spiritual knowledge into action. Together, let's go beyond learning into implementing, one practical step at a time. And let's grow stronger in our faith. Today's episode of Mint is going to be so fun, so practical, and all about making a difference in our communities. I'm excited because I can think of no better way to put faith into action than to love our neighbors. So if you've ever wondered how you can make a difference, this is going to be the episode for you. I'm recording live at the Brightside charity event, and I get the privilege of interviewing several leaders of some of the neatest nonprofits in Minnesota, people that are changing the world one act of kindness at a time. They're going to share the heart and story behind their organizations, as well as give us some practical next steps for getting involved, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to change the world. It's people deciding that it's no longer enough to just stand on the sidelines and cheer other people on, but for us to get involved and participate in loving those who need it most. Our good deeds have the power to break down walls, pacify anger, disrupt and disassemble hate, give hope breathe life, and shine light into the darkness. Taking a step into participation is taking a step towards unity and harmony, and there are so many ways that we can contribute and do that, whether it's financially, by volunteering our time, or donating other resources. There is literally something for everyone, and it all makes an impact. So let's start with the event coordinator for the Brightside Charity Fair, the owner of Covey Events, Dre Bartle. Dre, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time to be here today.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. I am so excited about today. Let's just take a quick minute to pray and then we'll get started. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have today. Give us eyes to see you, ears to hear you, and hearts that are open and ready to serve you in your name. Amen. Amen. Dre, is so fun to get to talk to you a little bit today. I know you're really busy, but I was just hoping that you could share your vision and the, how you came up with the idea for this Bright Side Charity Fair.
1: Yes. So with what I do at Covey, um, we partner with a lot of nonprofits and different mission-driven um, organizations. And so often they come to us to plan gatherings and plan events. And the reality is sometimes they can't afford to hire us for our services. Um, And it's really hard for me to turn that away. (laughs) So oftentimes I'm, I'm giving uh, my time or I'm scholarshipping or sponsoring the packages. Um, But I knew that wasn't a sustainable model. So I thought, what if I create an event for the nonprofits? I do all the planning. I do the um, branding and the marketing and they get to show up and be part of it. And so I decided to, to organize an event. And once um, I really sat with it and prayed about it, I knew so much of what these organizations do is bring light, Um, bring light to really hard places, dark places for the clientele that they're serving. And so that's why I came up with the name, the Bright Side Charity Fair. Um, The fair part, I thought would bring an element of fun and that community feel where people in the community would want to come and participate because we certainly need an audience for the event. So I thought why don't we bring in food trucks and games and a a really fun atmosphere so that it would attract um, an audience. And so once I was thinking that through I thought this isn't just for the nonprofits to have visibility to donors to potential volunteers but it's also for our community to see what resources are out there. So often there's these social stigmas around getting help or knowing you know what are the things that I can do to seek help and so it not only was for the nonprofits, but also like a resource fair for the community
0: I love it a win-win yeah because I think there's so many people that don't know where to turn when they need help but Mm -hmm. then on the flip side there's so many people that say I want to help but I don't know the best way to do that
1: exactly and so
0: let's bring everybody together and do it with really good food and fun (laughs) music and games and make it a family affair. Super fun.
2: Yeah. I
0: love it. So what is your hope for today that people will Mm -hmm. come away with once they've been to the Brightside Charity Fair? What do you you hope that they take away?
1: Well, I hope that people will have that tug and that – just that prompting to steward well what has been given to them, whether that's their time, um, their resources, their skills. So many of these nonprofits have created these ask cards that we're putting up on the giving tree over there. And so these people can take that and say, I want to donate or I want to volunteer. We have, you know, for an example, someone needs a web developer five hours a month, which is not a lot. And I know somewhere in this crowd, there is a web developer yes. that wants to give up their time. Um, so my hope is that people will... You know, again, have that push to want to give back. Um, The other thing, and I've already seen it happening today, is these nonprofit um, staff and volunteers are connecting, which is super exciting. So my hope is that there will be collaborations and partnerships happening, and a sense of a deeper uh, a deeper sense of community, even just amongst the nonprofits, because so often they feel isolated or discouraged. Um, They need You know, ideas, or you're not in this alone. And so I can see all these really fun conversations happening right now and cards exchanged. And so that to me feels like fruit that's very exciting, too, um, that will develop.
0: That's so true. And when I have been researching the last year about nonprofits, the number one thing that actually comes up that helps determine the success of a nonprofit is its collaboration with other nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And so it really is a partnership and where when we work together, everybody wins. And so I think today that's kind of the (laughs) name of the game. If we can all learn how to work together, everybody wins. So for sure. Well, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. I'm so excited to be here today and to get to be one of those people who are not only sharing, but meeting some of these other incredible nonprofit people. And I'm so excited to interview them now. So thank you so much. Yes.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Let's welcome our first charity representative to the show. Laura is joining us from Shout Out Loud. Laura, can you share a little about the story behind your nonprofit
3: and how you came to be? Definitely. So, the nonprofit came to be just last year in 2018. I had met my co founder, Lisa, because I was hired to take her photographs. Um, ...of her and her husband. So I met her, found out that she's a psychologist, and she has a telemental health practice called Synergy E-Therapy, and she reaches all of her clients via phone or video... And that way, she can reach people in rural communities. She can reach people all over the state and even out of state because she's licensed other places. So, with that said, I had actually lost my brother at the time four years before that, five years ago now, and so that got us talking. And we just had this feeling that there was something that we were supposed to do together. We didn't know what it was, but there was that that pull. Little nudge. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And so. So we got to talking and kind of put it on hold for a little bit, and that was January of 2018, and in April of 2018, we talked again, and we decided to put on a concert benefit, and what started very small turned into a really big thing, and Shout Out Loud was born in about three months' time, so. I love it. Yeah. I love
0: when we meet people, and it's not by accident, but there's Agreed. a great, greater purpose behind it. I love it so much. So what is the mission of Shout Out Loud?
3: The mission is to really bring awareness um, for suicide prevention, but also let people know that there are so many resources out there to help them that if they are in a crisis or if they are feeling mentally ill or if they just need help, there are so many organizations and so many people that are around that can help them if they're feeling lost.
0: I absolutely love that because I think if we can just get the word out. Yes, That is so important. Yes, (laughs) shout it out that there are resources. Yes. And and that prevention is so key. So what is your role?
3: So I'm co-founder, and um, Lisa and I, we work together on all of this. We're very yin and yang, and we take care of different sides of things. I have a design and photography background, so I do all our design work and um, keep all of that kind of creative side of things up to date, and she's very... I'm good at keeping things in line, keeping me in line, (laughs) making sure I return phone calls and do the things that my artist mind just would rather not do. Um, But then she's also the clinical side of it. So what's so great is I um, bring a different perspective than she does as a doctor. And so... She can look at things um, from her education and and from the patients that she sees every day. But then I look at it from a different perspective as a sister that lost her brother. And this is what I went through. And this is what other people are probably feeling or going through as well. And um, so we work really well together with this for sure.
0: I love that. Okay, so
3: I want you to tell
0: our listeners about the really cool event that you have coming okay. up. Okay,
3: it's so exciting. It's October fifth of this year. It's going to be in St. Louis Park. It's actually at the Rec Center, which a lot of people know, but they have a really cool outdoor area now that's totally covered. It's huge, and we are going to have a carnival style event. So we have kids carnival booths, or I shouldn't say kids. It's all for all, all ages, ages, for the whole family. Right. Let's let's the be kid honest. and all, of we us. all yes, thank yes. You. We all. to play those games Um, but the kids can come and um the big thing is they will also learn coping skills along with playing the game so besides being there to for instance throw a ball and and shoot down some cans with the ball they will learn a breathing exercise or perhaps um a, a way to to think positively about things and so every booth that they go to they will be educated but each booth is also sponsored by local Minnesota um, clinics and also companies and those clinics and companies will be wearing their swag they'll be having their stuff to hand out if they would like but it's not like a traditional trade show so we're thinking that really people are going to want to go to these booths a little bit more because it's an exciting reason to stop by and and meet everybody
0: absolutely so if people want more event information or want to find out more about Shout Out Loud, where they can, can they find that. you?
3: Yes, um, we're um, on all the social media channels at Shout Out Loud MN. And then they can go online to find us at shoutoutloudmn.com. Very awesome. simple. I love it. Yes. Thank,
0: thank you. you. And one more thing. Yeah. Do you have any immediate needs that if we have a listener out there who is resonating and saying, man, I can get on board with this cause, or this cause is close to my heart, or um, I, I really feel passionate about this. Do you have any immediate or practical needs that our Definitely. listeners can fill?
3: Well, we are volunteer-based, so our entire event is put on totally by volunteers. So... We are looking for lots of volunteers, and they can go to our website or on our Facebook page. We have a volunteer group, and we have lots of different jobs that people can help with for the day of. Or also, right now, we're looking for raffle prizes. So if you own a business, a restaurant, or um, some sort of, I have some connections in the community for some autographs for some sports stars or something, we could definitely use a lot of that for our raffle. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, give us your handle one more time. It's shoutoutloudmn.com if you're online or shoutoutloudmn on social media networks. Perfect. Thank you so much for stopping by, Laura. Thanks for having me. I'm going to welcome
0: our second charity representative to the show. Everyone welcome Carissa from Jack's Basket. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I would love if you could share the story behind Jack's Basket and how it came to be. Well,
4: we uh, were pregnant with our second son in 2013, and we found ourselves at the hospital. I was in labor, and his heart rate had dropped really quickly, and so I was the type A birth plan. I filled all of that out, and all of a sudden, when my doctor had said, we're going to have to do an emergency C-section, and he, my husband was sitting next to me, you know, um, waiting Was there? you know, we were about to go into the operating room and deliver our son. And they said, I'm sorry, he can't be in the room with us. And um, I think because it happened so quickly that his heart rate had dropped. And I woke to a woman saying my name and they said, "Um, you can go to be with your husband and your new baby after you recover a little longer. And in the meantime, when I was in recovery, A nurse and a nurse practitioner came back for my husband in that original delivery room and brought this new baby. And she handed over the baby to Chris and said, are you aware of trisomy 21? And he looked confused, and she said, well, Down syndrome. She listed off characteristics that he was showing, and she said, well, just enjoy your baby and left the room. And my husband, in his lifetime at that point, had never really had experience with people with Down syndrome, which they have a third copy of the 21st chromosome, each cell of their body. And um, it was shocking. And, you know, for him, he didn't have any information on what that meant for our new lives. And I was brought back um, to that original delivery room in which Chris shared the news that they thought our baby had Down syndrome. And there was a lot of just grief of what we thought how will this change us and a nurse came in and looked at our precious baby and just said look at this beautiful baby and it when I feared that the world wouldn't accept my son because he's different this complete stranger came in and reminded me of the gift of him and that he's fearfully and wonderfully made and um Although it was unexpected that he had an extra chromosome, he's not a mistake and he deserves to be loved. And we navigated those first, you know, few days and to hear from other parents that were living their lives with their child with Down syndrome saying, I would not change my child for anything. One of the best unexpected gifts was just learning how this beautiful baby has changed their lives and so I trusted them and was still fearful and just how am I going to be able to do this and what the part of the journey that families would say they would change they wouldn't change their child they would change how the delivery of the diagnosis was given you know it was abrupt and kind of insensitive how we found out but hearing from families that they weren't congratulated after the birth of their baby, that they it was shouted out in the room to the extreme of, you know, prenatally, many families are told, well, your child won't be able to do anything or we have bad news, your child has Down syndrome. Well, that really sets the tone for um, what they believe is their future of this is going to be awful and um, really recognizing that's personal bias by the person that's delivering that news. And so we just felt that um, that needs to change. Stories should be of hope and encouragement because Jack's life has encouraged us and he's been one of our best teacher, teachers. Yes. So when we went back on his first birthday to the hospital saying we're going to go and provide a gift to a new family, we're going to put a letter in it, and share what he had taught us in that first year and put baby gifts because when you have a baby you get gifts and we're going to put all the free resources and programs and an opportunity to connect with other parents in the community that is so loving and so that's really how Jack's Basket started Which is the long version. (laughs) I love it. I love
0: every minute of it. Okay. And so really then moving kind of a little bit into your mission, Mm -hmm. you help bring hope and joy and encouragement and you're changing the conversation. We are. And so there's kind of two parts to
4: the mission, you know, providing these gift baskets, which each of them are delivered by a parent raising a child with Down syndrome to a new parent expectant that baby's coming or babies has been born. So we will try to get to the hospital within the first 48 hours. And um, then the other part of our mission is my dream and my hope is that a baby uniquely created with Down syndrome, the diagnosis would be given with the intention to honor the life of this child. And so... I speak to physicians and nurse practitioners, genetic counselors, a lot of the medical community on how they deliver that diagnosis and helping them recognize their own personal bias. So we've had an opportunity to do the medical outreach, which is really where
0: the story starts. I love that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what are some practical things that you do? And you've mentioned too, but are, is there any other things that you have going or that yeah. you're excited about for the future? Right. So we've been a nonprofit, official nonprofit for
4: three years, and um, we have an annual fundraiser that's in the fall, and the response has been incredible. And we had yes. sold out 900 tickets, which is crazy, but it's just an affirmation that people support this mission. We need silent auction items, and um, so currently that's our specific need now. Um, The items in the basket are baby gifts, so any connections to toy companies, baby companies... Um, to people that have the talent of making baby gifts, if it's blankets and yes. you know burp cloths, all of those adorable things that tempt me to have another baby, but that's no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but you see those things. Well, we put those in there? There, the value of the baskets are around a hundred dollars, and then um, so if uh, someone feels called to sponsor a basket for a new baby, um, all of these things are complimentary to families. And then um, we ship them outside of the of our office in Roseville to 11 countries. We've reached in 47 states, just um, really celebrating their child with them and supporting them. So incredible yeah. in just three years. It's been crazy, but so so good.
0: Awesome. So if somebody out there listening either is in need of support and connection mm-hmm. or would like to help, has really felt like, I want to be a part of this, where can they find you? Yes. What is your
4: information? Well, let's say you found out that a friend or family member is going to have a baby with Down syndrome. We'd love for um, people to go to the website and request a basket for them, and we will support them that way. Um, if you want to see adorable babies with these baskets we provide them, you can go to our Instagram and Facebook pages. And um, that's primarily where we share most of our and then sign up for our newsletter. But um, we just are very small nonprofit that is making a huge impact and continuing to grow and having more of a presence um, nationally, too, as we are expanding to provide parent support in other states and it's just been just humbling to see that people join us in this mission that these babies with Down syndrome deserve to be celebrated just like you and I were
0: absolutely and I'm, I'm not sure you gave it what is your Instagram handle
4: oh it's Jack's Basket. Okay. Yep. J-A-C-K-S and then the word basket. Perfect. And is it the same on Facebook? Uh
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. It's
4: great to be here. Thank you. Yes.
0: My third guest is a representative of The Well. Please welcome Laura to the show with me. Hi, Laura. uh, Hi. Thanks. Thanks for being here today. Can you share um, the story behind The Well? Yeah, totally. Well, I, let's see. I have always had a passion
5: for just women and women in crisis situations. Um, it started with just even girls in, you know, that were, you know, youth that just had issues. And um, I went to school for social work and so just have always um, just been down that road. I started working at a crisis pregnancy center after I had my first baby. And, you know, getting pregnant um, with my first was, it felt like a crisis to me just because it was something new. We had, me and my husband had been married for one month, so it was just like, ready, set, go. Here we go. Um, Ready to be a mom. Not really, but, uh, so it felt like it was something that I could relate to, um, just that crisis pregnancy um, with women. And I have, you know, an awesome support system, and so... I'm just thinking about women that don't have a great support system, what that might be like. If I was feeling overwhelmed, um, you know, how much more overwhelmed might they be feeling? So I started working at a crisis pregnancy center um, and, you know, worked with specifically this one woman who was, she was 19 years old. She had a 19-month-old baby, and um, she had nobody, had, you know, no family, no family. She had grown up in the foster care system, like I said, and so just nobody and didn't know what she was doing as a mom, Um, but her child had graduated out of the, you know, pregnancy resource center um, age limit, and so I was looking for an organization that could come alongside her and just kind of mentor her and, you know, help with all the things (laughs) instead of having, like, you know, five different people that she's going to for different areas, and so um, I didn't, I couldn't find anything And so that's where the well was birthed out of, was just trying to meet this need, coming alongside women in um, a long-term relationship, really, uh, grabbing their hand um, and bringing them from a place of surviving to thriving, um, whatever that might look like. So um, we started in LaSour, Minnesota, which is a small town south of the city. Yes okay you have heard of store? it I have heard oh, of it oh yeah. excellent um, that's where I grew up so I had a lot of connections there um, and then you know so we operated there for the first five years and saw all sorts of women from you know ages of 16 up until like 65 um, we we're helping women getting out of um, domestic abuse situations we were helping you know get close for interviews. We were working with women who were addicted and needed to get to treatment and getting them into detoxes and working with them to fill out applications for treatment. You know, it was just doing pregnancy tests and being at births. And um, it was just a really amazing um, learning process in that small town. And then this last year we just moved up to Golden Valley. So now we're in the city is kind of even rebuilding our volunteer base and um doing a lot of street outreach and you know meeting women just in the middle of their crisis and
0: loving on them wow that is amazing i love that so what are some of the you've mentioned a few already but what are some of the practical things that you do
5: yeah so um for example i had one woman who came in one day and she needed a pregnancy test so we do pregnancy tests um and but she wasn't she wasn't Feeling like she could parent. It was one more mouth to feed. It was overwhelming for her. Um, and so we brought her to get an ultrasound. Um, it was still overwhelming. We set everything up for her, you know, a, a family to support her, rides to appointments, wow. food, all of these things, but she still didn't feel like she could carry it through. So she ended up getting an abortion um, but one thing that we love to do is just continue to love on them through that process we filled her fridge we kept calling her kept pursuing her um, helped with formula with her other kiddo um, she ended up getting pregnant again and so we just you know, kept coming alongside her she decided to keep the baby this time because um, she knew she could trust somebody you know we had been kind of in relationship with her for three years at this point and She ended up keeping the baby, and I got to be in the delivery room with her. And so it really varies. Like, you know, all those kind of things, we've helped her get out of abusive situations, helped move her out. Um, Wow. We've, you know, worked with women that are, you know, they just maybe don't realize that they're in an abusive relationship, um, helping them just talk that out. We have a study that we do with them that helps with spiritual freedom, it's called Keys to Freedom, and so that's an eight-week study. I'm doing that with one woman right now, just meeting with her one-on-one, and um, it's just really awesome to see how God will just open their eyes to who he actually is and who they are in him, and it makes a huge difference when they know their identity is in Christ um, versus these men that they're you know, yeah. trying to find identity in or right. uh, whatever it might be. So yeah, we we're helping with. We've got we give out diapers, we give out wipes, baby items. We have emergency bags for women that are coming out of you know situations. So basic needs like deodorant, mascara, toothbrushes. Um, yeah.
0: Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. So if people are listening to this and they resonate with it and they really want to get on board, yeah. what are what are some of your ways that people could get involved where do you yeah. need help right yeah, now
5: Yeah, for sure we are looking for volunteers to be able to be open on a regular basis right now we're all volunteer based um, and so we yeah volunteers time we need people to answer phones and do intakes uh, specifically um, we need donors to come alongside us financially we started a high heel shoe line to bring in funding so we're selling shoes so if you want to buy shoes you can go check that out it's, yes where can um, they find that yeah, site agentarmy.org so perfect yes. Yeah, but you can find it on our website too which is thewellmn.org
0: awesome and that and was and my last question yeah. how can we find you yeah. and do more yeah. so thank awesome. you so much yeah, for taking for sure. time to be here and totally. thank you for you. what you're doing yeah. in the Love community it. appreciate it. it
5: Totally. thank you
0: I'm going to now welcome our fourth charity representative to the show. This is Gina and she is with Minnesota Brands for Good. Welcome Hello. to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. But, so let's start. Can you share a little bit about the story behind your nonprofit and how it came
2: to be? Sure. So Minnesota Brands for Good is actually a professional fundraising organization and we work with nonprofits around Minnesota to help them raise funds for their different social missions. Uh, we partner. with with 14 different Minnesota company, each with their own philanthropic uh, mission and component. And we bring them together into this great fundraising catalog uh, that different schools, PTOs, PTAs, and nonprofits use to generate funds. So it's a real win-win for Minnesota. Amazing. Thank you. So it's, you are like a
0: clearinghouse, basically, of products that are trying to do good. Exactly. And, and you
2: help people raise money in yeah. addition. So yeah. it's just... It is, it's really just a win-win. It's very impactful. It has far-reaching ripple effect for the community. So can I just ask, how did you come to fall into this role? Yeah, my business partner and I just knew that there could be a better, more impactful way to fundraise rather than wrapping paper and frozen processed cookie dough. Um, And we had worked with a lot of local brands and -and up-and-coming entrepreneurs and really saw fundraising as a channel uh, to impact the community and do good not only through these brands and their social missions, but to help different nonprofits like the ones that are here today uh, achieve their fundraising goals amazing. So if if people were listening right now, what are some
0: Practical things that you do. So, talk a a little bit about like the type of event
2: you would go to, or how how you've done it in the past. Sure, there are three ways to fundraise. What we're doing today is an event-based fundraiser. So we're looking for galas, we're looking for benefits, we're looking for any kind of event, couple hundred people who might want to be uh, to shop local. Uh, We do a pop-up market. We set everything up. We process credit cards, and then 40% of those sales goes back to the group. Uh, That's event fundraising. Then we also offer online fundraising through our website at www.mnbrandsforgood.com. Perfect. Uh, we have our whole catalog online, product ships directly to the consumer in Colorado, in California, in Texas, and it's all Minnesota products. So 40% of that goes back to the fundraising organization. Um, and then the third way is through catalog sales. So that's your traditional PTO, PTA, youth group, church group, sports team fundraiser um, that's raising from a catalog. So We can do it a number of different ways or a hybrid. Um, Lots of nonprofits and groups choose one or all of those options. Perfect. So do you want to just highlight or showcase a couple of the products that are in there so people get an idea of what kind of products that you have? Sure, of course. So our products and our brand partners that we work with uh, really range from Duluth, Minnesota, to Excelsior, from White Bear Lake. Um, all the way down to Lakeville. So we really have a great variety. We have food and beverage products. We have home and gift products and decor products. So lots of great items for fall. Uh, City Girl Coffee is one of our new partners um, for fall. They're doing um, a lot of good for women uh, organizations and um, where the bean comes from, kind of women in their country of origin. That's kind of their philanthropic story. And then Mike and Jen's has a great following up in Duluth, Minnesota. They're a cocoa company, and they give back to a lot of youth organizations. So, again, lots of good for the local Minnesota community. I love it. So if people
0: want to find you, if they want to recommend you, if they want to get involved... What is your information? What's your handle? How do they find you?
2: Sure. Our handle is mnbrandsforgood.com. And it's mnbrandsforgood.com. And that's the best way to book your event, to reach out, to schedule your fundraiser for your group. Um, Right now we're booking events through the end of the year. And things are certainly picking up for markets in October and November and December. Gift-giving season, lots of fundraisers going on for back to school. Um, So the best way to reach out is on our website. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, We love engaging with the local Minnesota community. Whether you're a brand or a group or a nonprofit, we want to hear from you.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for taking time to be here today, Gina. This is great. Terrific. I would like to welcome our next charity representative to the show, I have Tony from D3. Tony, welcome to the show.
6: Thank you, thank you for having me.
0: I'm honored that you're here. Can you tell everybody what D3, what the three D's are?
6: Yes, so D3 is a motivational clothing line which stands for dedication, determination, and direction. And we donate 50% of our profits to suicide prevention.
0: Awesome, can you tell us a little bit about the story behind how D3 came to be?
6: Yes, so um, this year, I'm going to be a junior at Bethel. And uh, during my freshman year, um, I lost one of my classmates to suicide. Um, I didn't know him personally. Um, I had, I'd actually never met him before. But the impact that was left by him on our on our campus was just so deeply saddening and shocking. Um, I just felt called to do something. And so I just thought a great way to, to try to bring attention to the topic of suicide and, and mental health was to just... Start making clothing with simple designs and just you know a conversation starter. Um, when I was in sixth grade, I actually dealt with extreme anxiety, so just that whole um, that whole situation really resonated with me. As you know, I've I've gone through those things, those struggles, but you know, fortunately for me, I was able to talk to people, and I just want you know, I, with D three, I just wanted to create a way for people to talk about what they're going through.
0: I think that's amazing. Thank um, you. And I think it's amazing at such a young age that you have the vision and the motivation and the work ethic to put something like this into motion.
6: Thank you. Yeah. Has
0: it been a, a difficult journey or has it been pretty, pretty just fun and exciting?
6: A, a little bit of both. Um, I mean, obviously, starting up, I was just super excited. Uh, I literally just started selling our first sweatshirts out of a box in my dorm room. And, uh, you know, all my, all my, floor mates were so supportive of it Um, but kind of after that that hype died down a little bit it was it was a little bit challenging because I was trying to figure out um, the business aspect behind it and um, trying to figure out how to really brand ourselves and how to get our um, get our mission out there but recently we've kind of started picking up again and coming to events and it's been a lot more enjoyable and people have given us really good feedback from that.
0: Neat. Do you have a mission statement or a mission for your organization, what you do?
6: Really, I mean, our mission kind of comes with, you know, talking about um, donating to suicide prevention, getting people to talk, and just trying to end the stigma. Um, Really, what we're just trying to do is to end that stigma and just to start a conversation behind it because that's what our whole mission is, just to get people to talk.
0: And what a better way to do that than with words on shirts to bring the conversation too light. So I just think that's so great. What are some ways that people could get involved if they hear this and they say, wow, I really resonate with this. This story touches me. You know, my, my life has, um, had some suicide in it or I've had somebody in my life who, you know, has struggled with that is what I mean. How can they get involved? What are some different ways?
6: So for, for us, um, we love to have people, um, post our products on their social media pages and talk about our brand a little bit, obviously, but then we want them to share their stories, um, you know the deep emotional stories that they have, the scars that they have. Um, I think that's really important because you know you can't get anywhere if you're not vulnerable about that. Um, but specifically for suicide prevention, like we donate 40% of our profits out of the 50 to um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I love that organization. I think they're a great place to donate to because um, they have a lot of training and just different programs to help the awareness aspect of it. Um, another place that I encourage people to look up and to donate to, uh, we donate 10% of our profits out of the 50 to the Crisis Text Line. They're very similar to the Suicide Prevention Hotline, but um, what they do is they focus on more of like my generation, especially since, you know, kids aren't really calling anymore they're texting so these two organizations provide different sources of help for people who need it Um, and any way that people you know I would encourage anyone to just try to share this message um, about these two companies and their own struggles and just be open about what they're going through I think that's the best way to do it
0: is start the conversation, get it going, show their support. I love it. Okay. So what is your um, social media handle? How can people find you?
6: We are uh, D3 clothing, no spaces, just D the number three and then clothing that's on Instagram. And then um, I actually don't know what our Facebook is off the top of my head, but (laughs) probably something close to that. Yes. Similar. Very similar. But uh, D3 clothing is our Instagram handle and that's where we do most of our business through.
0: So, awesome. And, then, and you have clothing for men and women. Correct. Okay. Yes. Variety of styles yes. and colors and words. and
6: All sorts of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And then our, our website is www.d3clothingus.com. So,
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having And me. I will be down soon to buy a shirt. So. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mint. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and that you were able to glean some practical next steps to help you run the race of faith. Living according to God's truth isn't easy, but it's so worth it. Let's do this faith journey together. I invite you to join us next time by subscribing to the Mint Podcast so that you don't miss an episode. As always, I love hearing from you. So please visit my website, amintageisler.com, and leave me a comment, a prayer request, or a follow-up question, and I will get back to you. In addition, my site is full of resources that are practical and useful, like my blog, the newsletter, downloadable resources that are free, and opportunities to make a difference in the community. Don't forget to subscribe to my email list so that you can be notified when new materials and opportunities become available. Mint Podcasts are directed by Annie Ramirez and are technically directed by Logan Bush. We are a production of Reckless Abandoned Ministries, an organization that is insanely focused on loving God and loving others. We are passionate about helping to eliminate youth hunger and homelessness, and we invite you to join us in giving love away to those who need it most. If you want to support the work we do here on The Mint Podcast, you can like and share your favorite episodes with your friends, leave a review on the Apple Podcast app, or share a screenshot on Instagram or Facebook and link it up with The Mint website.